Hi, this is Pastor Mike Gordon, and welcome to Bethel Brandon's Sunday Message. For more information about this podcast and more resources, visit us at BethelBrandon.ca. There, but thanks for joining us today. We're just so happy to have you out, even on it's a bit of a colder day. Uh, it was raining early, but it cleared up, so praise the Lord for that. And uh, I'm just super excited to be able to uh, be with you this morning, have another opportunity uh, to speak to you guys on a Sunday morning. So before we get going on anything, uh, I just want to pray. So Father, I just thank you so much for today. Lord, I just thank you for every single person that is here today, Father, that uh, you just love them so deeply. Father, I just pray that you just be with us today as uh, we give you your message. Father, that I thank you for what you have given to me. Lord, I pray that you just gives us ears to hear and hearts to receive what you have to say to us this morning. And so I pray that you just be with us and that we may give you the glory through this whole message. We just thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And they all said, amen. I guess, I guess if you honk, I guess if you honk, that means amen. So there we go. <laughs> I guess that works out. All right. So uh, <clears throat> I am going to be talking a bit about athletes this morning. And because of that, I couldn't start without mentioning the Habs. If there are any Montreal fans out there, congratulations. You finally made it back to the cup. Yeah, they're finally there again, first time since 93, and so I know Cal, if you're ever watching this again, you know what, congrats, you stuck with them, you're a better man than me. And so I'm an Oilers fan, but you got to respect another Canadian's team, so go Habs, go. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I admire athletes. I admire what they do. If you look at the Stanley Cup playoffs or whatever sport you watch and you see the people at the top of the level, they're remarkable. They literally go out of their way and do extremes with their bodies. They train day and night harder than anybody else. And I'm, I was a form, I'm a former athlete myself. I know I may have put a few pounds on in the last five years since I stopped competing in judo, but I still respect them so much because really... <laughs> Some may never understand the sacrifices and everything that they do. And so if you read the email this week, you may know where I might be going a little bit with this message. Uh, and in a matter of just, what does that mean for our faith? I think we as believers can learn so much from an athlete. And so I'm going to talk about athletes. Yes! Finally, a, a message that I can really give that I just like, I'm like, yeah! And get into it, get excited about it. So here we go. Athletes are extremely disciplined. Athletes push themselves day and night going to the gym, mentally, physically, and, uh, well, <laughs> some spiritually, but they push themselves to the extremes. And I figured as I was thinking about when I, when I competed and other people that I know that compete, how they push themselves, I thought, if they can do that as an athlete, what does that mean for our faith? What can we do for our faith in a similar way? Because if athletes push themselves all the time, how do we push ourselves as believers? Well, Paul does have a passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 that talks about athletes. And in fact, it was one of my favorite passages when I came to know the Lord uh, nearly 10 years ago. Because 
it really spoke to me. And this is what it says in 1 Corinthians 9, verses 25 to 27. It says this, All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that fades away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear after preaching to others that I might be disqualified. And I feel like even as I'm going this morning and I'm, and I'm preaching, this, this hits so hard with me that I, I don't want to be disqualified. Right? I don't want to be left behind. I want to do my best to train as well. But the part in that passage that I really want to focus on is the first part where he says all athletes are disciplined in their training. They discipline their bodies, like I've said multiple times already, like nobody else. Us as believers, we need to do the same but in a different way. We need to discipline our faith. We need to practice different areas where we are going to be disciplined. Because Paul compares the faith of a believer to the work ethic of an athlete. They're doing it for a mere small prize. They do it because they want to hoist that cup above their head. I bet you if you ask any athlete, any athlete at a top level or lower level, why do you do it? The first thing that they're going to say to you is going to be, because I love it. Because I love this sport. I would never stop it for anything. But if you kept on talking to them, I guarantee you somewhere along the line, they would say that as a little boy or a little girl, they always dreamed of either having that medal put over their neck at the Olympics hoisting that cup above their head at the Stanley Cup, Grey Cup, whatever that is that's motivated them to get there, to get to that prize. To get to that ultimate prize as an athlete. And they're willing to do whatever it takes to get there. But what does that do for us as athletes? Or as, not as athletes, as Christians. If athletes push themselves there, we need to as well in our faith. When I was in judo, I would push myself as far as I could go. I would hit the ground, I'd grab my face, my face would be smothered. There's times where I'm pretty sure I was concussed, but I kept on going. It seems stupid to other people. You tell someone who's not an athlete why you're doing it, they're like, that makes no sense. That's stupid. Like, you're doing this for what? A medal? You're wrecking your body, and I feel it even, I'm 20, just about 25, and I feel it in my knees, my shoulder, in different areas. Was it worth it? At first, I did it to prove people wrong, but then I did it because I, want, I had a goal. I had a hope that someday I would achieve that goal. I achieved a bronze medal in 2010 at the Nationals in Lethbridge. And then my next goal after that, I was like, I want to get another medal. But it took a lot of highs and lows. But I needed that hope. I needed hope in the process. And as believers, we need hope. We need to be disciplined and 
to get to that spot. And it took time. It took a long time to get there. In fact, I ran into a lot of issues. I ran into a shoulder injury, a knee injury, multiple things that hindered me from getting to that goal, but I didn't stop. And I think that when we compare athletes to Christians, we can think about the same thing. You're going to get beat up. There are going to be hardships in your life. People are going to die suddenly, and it's not going to make sense. There's going to be breakups. There's going to be life circumstances in your life that are going to suck. And you're going to want to just scream at God and say, God, why? Why? And you're going to wonder, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth the pain? It's so hard. Athletes wonder that sometimes. And I know, I'm sure I'm probably not alone as a believer in if I've said that myself. I'm sure there's people online or people in their cars right now that have probably asked the same thing. Is it worth it? Is it worth it to keep going? It's painful. Being a believer is not easy. You have to sacrifice things. And sometimes it feels like you're being punished for it. Why are they going to have all the fun? It looks like they're doing so much fun. They're, they're going out and getting drunk every weekend. Like they're having all these parties. It looks like they're having so much fun. Why can't I do that? And you're going to wonder, is it worth it? Is all the hardship worth it? There's a passage in Romans 5, verses 3 to 5, that says this. We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials. For we know that when they help, they, they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops character. And character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. We can rejoice when we face problems. Because when we rejoice, we choose to rejoice in these hard times. Yeah, they're temporary, they're hard. But as we choose to push through them and endure, it builds character. Godly character. As I was preparing for, for, for this message, I, want, I wanted to find a quote that talked a little bit about endurance. And I came across a quote from someone that maybe like, he was wise, but <laughs> maybe praise a little bit more, but it was still a good quote, and it's by Buddha. The quote says this, Endurance is one of the most difficult disciplines, but it is, one, it is the one who endures that, that the final victory comes. Now, Buddha wasn't a Christian by any means, as we all know. However, what he said there actually has a lot of truth behind it. When we endure, when we choose to use the discipline of endurance, there is a reward at the end. In fact, it's not about the prize of a, of a, of a trophy as a Christian. We don't often get to hoist those, those trophies above our heads, get that glory that a lot of other people seem to get. But that's the thing. That's not our end goal as believers. It's not our end goal to, to get that 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 glory for ourselves and, and sit there with that big moment. And there will be those moments where you see someone come to the, know the Lord or all of these things like that. But our prize is in heaven. Our prize isn't here on earth. Our prize is at the end of our lives when we go and sit before the throne room of the heavenly father and he says, well done, come with me. 
and we're going to be seated with our Heavenly Father. We're looking for an eternal prize, not a short-term one. But that means we need to have the discipline of endurance. The people that are in some of these cars this morning have been probably believers since they were children. And some, some people have probably been for maybe upwards of 50 years being a believer or longer. And I'm sure everyone that there has endured so, so much. And in fact, I think as a young, as a young man, I can probably learn so much from you about faith, about pushing through because you've seen people die. You've seen things that I probably can't even comprehend. But you've learned the discipline of endurance, of pushing through no matter what life hits you with, no matter what the enemy comes at you with to seek, kill, and destroy you in your faith. You've endured. You've pushed through. But it's not easy. Never is. Now, I said I was talking about athletes, so I want to bring in one more story here. Uh, A recent story about enduring a little bit. And some of you may find it silly. But to me, it actually, like, it was almost like the Lord set it up for this message. (laughs) Recently in this last year, I've picked up golf. And last year, I started off thinking that golf would be this easy thing that I would show up and I would just be coming up and I'd be driving it 300, 400 yards and it'd be like, no problem. But if anybody there online or in their cars has ever played golf before, they know that that's not true. In fact, it's a very frustrating game. <laughs> One in which there's going to be many highs and lows, as it is, and as many times as I want to throw my club across the course, which I may or may not have a couple times. But it's taught me a lot about endurance. It's taught me a lot about pushing through. At the beginning of this season, for golf, I set a goal for myself. Me and my roommate set a goal. I wanted to reach under 90 by the end of the season. And to start off the season, I did a lot of changes, adjustments, and I, I, and I was still shooting about 110. Wasn't really good. Got one below 100. And I was getting so frustrated. So, so frustrated where it came to a round when I was with my roommate, Thomas, and I was like, I'm done. I'm quitting. This is a stupid game. But I couldn't. I just couldn't stop. So I finished that round, kept on going, and just the other night, I ended up shooting a 96. Now, it's not the goal I've reached yet, but I would have never gotten there if I stopped. It made me realize that I have to keep pushing through. It takes when I feel like I was making no progress at all with my shot, nothing. All of a sudden, just took one round to change it all, to realize, okay, I am getting better. And that's what comes with endurance with our faith. Now, I didn't just share a story just to talk about golf, even though I love golf. I share that because in our faith, there's going to be a lot of highs and lows. There's going to be at times where maybe you're not at where you're expecting to be in life. Maybe you expected to be married by now. Maybe you expected to be having a promotion at a job or doing better than where you are. Maybe you expected to be uh, graduating or wherever you are in life that you thought you were going to be further along in your faith. I'm not where I think I should be. 
I'm putting in the effort. I'm praying. I'm fasting. Why haven't these people come to know the Lord yet? Why haven't I seen revival? Why does my family still not believe? I've done everything I can try. I've done all the things. And it feels like there's no progress. But just like my, my golf game, if you continue to endure, if you continue to push through in your faith, keep praying, keep fasting, keep spending time with the Lord. Do the things, those disciplines that God calls us to do. And wait. And wait. Because there will come that day where suddenly, like a snap of a finger, things will start flowing into place. But it's not our timing. It's God's timing. And I think we have to remember that as believers, that we're running a marathon. A marathon, you need endurance to push through. And sometimes it's going to take a long time to get there. But don't stop. Keep practicing the discipline of endurance. It's not easy. There's going to be times where you're going to be in your bedroom at night and you are going to scream at the Lord and be frustrated. But keep on believing for the better. Have that hope. Because hope will not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint because God's love has poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. When we choose to hope, when we choose to hope that God will move us, when we choose to allow God to give us hope, you can never be disappointed. That breakthrough is only a moment away. But we have to choose to hope for that in the future. Have faith and continue to believe and continue to ask for those things. Because God is faithful to those who endure. Now, I want to finish off here with a little bit of a challenge and a prayer. If you're in a place where you feel stuck and in a testing place where this endurance is testing your character, I'm going to pray for you. That if you're in a challenging spot and that you need the discipline of endurance, I'm going to pray for you. Or maybe you feel like you lack discipline in general. Discipline and endurance. You've got nothing. You've never been able to endure things in your life. It seems like every time something comes up, you hit a brick wall and you're like, I'm done. Whether with your faith or your life or things like that, I want to pray with you about that. Because I believe God wants to bring breakthrough in people's lives to push through and give us the discipline of endurance. This season has been so hard for so many in their faith and in their lives. But we need to endure for a time that's to come. I believe God is doing something. I hope for many and many people come to know the Lord after this pandemic. I hope for that. But I need to endure and be patient and trust the Lord. So if you were one of those in your car right now, just lift your hand. And I'm just going to pray. I'll just receive it. You can even go like this, whatever that. I just want to pray over you that you just receive the discipline of endurance and that, that you have breakthrough in your lives. Let's pray. God, I just thank you so much for every single person that's here today. God, I thank you that you have special things planned for their lives, that you love them so dearly. 
God, I pray first for those who have been hitting walls and seem they cannot endure through anything. God, I pray that you break down those walls and you give them this, the discipline of endurance. Break off any things on their lives that are holding them back and allow them to endure for the things that you have planned for their lives, God. For you, God, you are with them and for them. And God, those that are in, in troubling seasons, then they need that. They need to rely on you for that endurance to push through, God. I pray, Holy Spirit, the one who gives us strength, come into their lives right now and help them endure. Be with the people who need that right now and the ones who will need it, God. We just pray for an outpouring of discipline in our lives and endurance that we may push through to see your glory at the end. I pray that those people people have been praying for and getting discouraged about come to know the Lord. I pray for breakthrough in finances, whatever areas those are, the Lord, that they've been trying to trust you, but Lord, that they're enduring. They endure through those seasons, God. Be with them. Holy Spirit, give them strength to endure. We just thank you so much that we can lean on you and trust you in this season in every season of our lives. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. And they all said, Amen! <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to listen. Let's continue the conversation online. Visit us at BethelBrandon.ca or follow us on Facebook. Thank you.